Hello everyone. We were doing a series in Psycho Cybernetics book. We successfully completed the chapter 1 of this book. Now, we will be doing second chapter of this book. So, let's begin our journey in the second chapter. Welcome everyone. Psycho Cybernetics chapter 2. Discovering the success mechanism within you. It may seem strange, but it is nevertheless true that up until 10 years prior to this writing, scientists had no idea of just how the human brain and nervous system worked purposely. or to achieve a goal they knew what happened from having made long and meticulous observations but no single theory of underlying principles tied all this phenomena together into a scientific concept that made sense r w gerard writing in scientific monthly in june 1946 on the brain and imagination stated that it was sad but true that most of our understanding of the mind would remain as valid and useful if for all we knew the cranium were stuffed with cotton wadding however when man himself set out to build an electronic brain and to construct goal striving mechanisms of his own he had to discover and utilize certain basic principles Having discovered them, these scientists began to ask themselves, could this be the way the human brain worked also? Could it be that in making man, our creator had provided us with a servo mechanism more marvelous and wonderful than any computer or guidance system ever dreamed of by man, but operating according to the same basic principles? In the opinion of famous cybernetic scientists like Dr. Norbert Weiner, Dr. Zorn von Neumann and others, the answer was an unqualified yes. Your built-in guidance system. Every living thing has a built-in guidance system, a goal-striving device put there by its creator to help it achieve its goal. which is in broad terms to live in the simpler forms of life the goal to live simply means physical survival for both the individual and the species the built-in mechanism in animals is limited to finding food and shelter avoiding or overcoming enemies and hazards and procreation to ensure the survival of the species in man the goal to live means more than mere survival for an animal to live simply means that certain physical needs must be met man has certain emotional and spiritual needs that animals do not have consequently for man to live encompasses more than physical survival and procreation of the species 
it requires certain emotional and spiritual satisfactions as well. Man's built-in success mechanism also is much broader in scope than an animal's. In addition to helping man avoid or overcome danger, as well as the sexual instinct, which helps keep the race alive, the success mechanism in man can help him get answers to problems, invent, write poetry, run a business, sell merchandise, explore new horizons in science, attain more peace of mind, develop a better personality, or achieve success in any other activity that is intimately tied into his living or makes for a fuller life. The Success Instinct A squirrel doesn't have to be taught how to gather nuts, nor does it need to learn that it should store them for winter. A squirrel born in the spring has never experienced winter. Yet in the fall of that year, it can be observed busily storing nuts to be eaten during the winter months where there will be no food to be gathered. A bird does not need to take lessons in next building, nor does it need to take courses in navigation. Yet birds do navigate thousands of miles, sometimes over open sea. They have no newspapers or TV to guide them weather reports, no books written by explorer or pioneer birds to map out for them the warm areas of the earth. Nonetheless, the bird knows when cold weather is imminent and the exact location of a warm climate even though it may be sound, it may be thousands of miles away. In attempting to explain such things, we usually say that animals have certain instincts that guide them. Analyze all such instincts and you will find they assist the animal to successfully cope with its environment. In short, animals have a success instinct. We often overlook the fact that man too has a success instinct, much more marvelous and much more complex than that of any animal. Our creator did not short change man. On the other hand, man was especially blessed in this regard. Animals cannot select their goals. Their goals are preset, so to speak. And their success mechanism is limited to these built-in goal images, which we call instincts. Man, on the other hand, has something animals don't, creative imagination. Thus, man of all creatures is more than a creature, he is also a creator. With his imagination, he can formulate a variety of goals. Man alone can direct his success mechanism by the use of imagination or imagining ability. We often think of creative imagination as applying only to poets, inventors and the like. But imagination is creative in everything we do. Although they did not understand why or how imagination sets our creative mechanism into action, serious thinkers of all ages, as well as hard-headed practical men, have recognized the fact and made use of it. Imagination rules the world, said Napoleon Bonaparte. And Glenn Clark, author of The Man Who Tapped the Secrets of the Universe, said, Imagination of all man's faculties is the most godlike. 
Dugald Stewart, the famous Scottish philosopher, also observed, "The faculty of imagination is the great spring of human activity and the principal source of human improvement. Destroy this faculty, and the condition of man will become as stationary as that of the brutes." Henry J. Kaiser, the industrialist considered the father of American shipbuilding, attributed much of his success in business to the constructive, positive use of creative imagination with these words: "You can imagine your future." How your success mechanism works. You are not a machine, but discoveries in the science of cybernetics. all point to the conclusion that your physical brain and nervous system make up a servo mechanism that you use and that operates very much like a computer and a mechanical goal seeking device your brain and nervous system consist constitute a goal striving mechanism that operates automatically to achieve a certain goal very much as a self aiming torpedo or missile six out its target and steers its way to it your built-in servo mechanism functions both as a guidance system to automatically steer you in the right direction to achieve certain goals or make correct responses to your environment and also as an electric brain which can function automatically to pro- to solve problems give you needed answers and provide the new ideas or inspirations in his book the computer and the brain dr john von neumann says that the human brain processes the attributes of both the analog and the digital computer the word cybernetics comes from a greek word that means literally the steersman servo mechanisms are so constructed that they automatically steer the way to a goal target or answer psychosabernetics a new concept of how your brain works when we conceive of the human brain and nervous system as a form of servo mechanism operating in accordance with cybernetic principles we gain a new insight into the why and wherefore of a human behavior i choose to call this new concept psychosabernetics the principles of cybernetics as applied to the human brain i must repeat psychosabernetics does not say that man is a machine rather it says that man has a machine that he uses let us examine some of the similarities between mechanical servo mechanisms and the human brain the two general types of servo mechanisms Servo mechanisms are divided into two general types. One, where the target, goal, or answer is known and the objective is to reach it or accomplish it, and two, where the target or answer is not known and the objective is to discover or locate it. The human brain and nervous system operate in both ways. An example of the first type is the self-guided torpedo or the interceptor missile. The target or goal is known an enemy ship or plane the objective is to reach it such machines must know the target they are shooting for 
they must have some sort of propulsion system that propels them forward in the general direction of the target they must be equipped with sense organs which bring information from the target this sense organs keep the machine informed when it is on the correct course and when it commits an error and gets off course the machine does not react or respond to positive feedback it is doing the correct thing already and just keeps on doing what it is doing there must be a corrective device however that will respond to a negative ba- feedback when negative feedback involved informs the mechanism that it is off the beam too far to the right the corrective mechanism automatically causes the rudder to move so that it will steer the machine back to the left if it overcorrects and heads too far to the left this mistake is made known through negative feedback and the corrective device moves the rudder so it will steer the machine back to the right the torpedo accomplishes its goal by going forward making errors and continually correcting them by a series of zigzags it literally gropes its way to the goal dr norbert weiner who pioneered the development of goal seeking mechanisms in world war 2 believed that something very similar to the foregoing happenings in the human nervous system whenever you perform any purposeful activity even in such a simple goal seeking situation as picking up a pen from a desk we are able to accomplish the goal of picking up the pen because of an automatic mechanism and not by will and forebrain thinking alone all that forebrain does is to select the goal trigger it into action by desire and feed information to the automatic mechanism so that your hand continually corrects its post course in the first place said dr weiner only an anatomist would know all the muscles involved in picking up the pen and if you knew you would not consciously say to yourself i must contract my shoulder muscles to elevate my arm now i must contract my bi- triceps to extend my arm etc you just go ahead and pick up the pen and are not conscious of issuing orders to individual muscles or of computing just how much contraction is needed when you select the goal and trigger it into action an automatic mechanism takes over first of all we have picked up the pen or performed similar movements before your automatic mechanism has learned something of the correct response needed needed next your automatic mechanism uses feedback data furnished into the brain by your eyes which tells it the degree to which the pen is not picked up this feedback data enables the automatic mechanism to continually correct the motion of your hand until it is steered to the pen for a baby just learning to use its muscles the correction of the hand in reaching for a rattle is very obvious the baby has little stored information to draw upon its hand zigzags back and forth and gropes obviously as it reaches it is characteristic of all learning that as learning takes place correction becomes more and more refined we see this in a person just learning to drive a car 
who overcorrects and zigzags back and forth across the street. Once, however, a correct or unsuccessful or a successful response has been accomplished, it is remembered for future use. The automatic mechanism then duplicates this successful response in future trials. It has learned how to respond successfully. It forgets its failures and repeats the successful action without any further conscious thought, that is, as a habit. Alright, so we will stop right here for uh, the chapter 2 and continue the remaining half tomorrow. So, thank you. Keep, keep listening and enjoying. Thank you.